48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. A high-profile scientist says people with mild coronavirus symptoms should be forced to undergo a test. Hong Kong takes a mild hit from Storm Nanka, but many services are disrupted. And civil servants fear they could accidentally breach a new mandatory oath. A top microbiologist says people with mild respiratory symptoms should be forced to take a coronavirus test as the government needs to have more targeted testing and infection control measures when resources are limited. Francis Sitt reports. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Yun Kuo-yong says COVID-19 tests should be done in places where it's easier to find patients, such as when people with mild symptoms visit doctors. Professor Yun, who advises the government on its anti-epidemic measures, said it should be compulsory for these people to take a test, and health authorities and police could be asked to follow up if patients refuse. In terms of infection control, Professor Yun called for targeted measures at high-risk places, including wet markets or areas where people remove their masks in public. Professor Yun has predicted over a thousand people could die from COVID-19 this winter if the outbreak isn't controlled, especially as viruses survive longer in winter and people suffer more serious inflammatory responses. The observatory has defended its decision to issue storm signal number 8, saying it's for public safety. It says it's unlikely the signal will be lowered before 4 o'clock. So far, there have been no reports of flooding or landslides, although there have been half a dozen reports of fallen trees. Senior Scientific Officer Wu Wangchun says it's the first time since the 1960s that the observatory issued a number 8 signal for a storm that was so far away. He said it was a prudent move because Hong Kong was also being affected by the northeast monsoon. We have started recording gale force wind over the offshore areas and on high ground in Hong Kong. Also, because there is a ring band associated with NACA approaching from our southeast, we expect that the wind will remain to be relatively strong, reaching the gale force winds most of the day today. And therefore, the observatory issue number eight signal this morning. Many Hong Kong residents brushed off the number eight signal, and some even went to the seaside to feel the strength of the wind, take photos and work out. Workers put up flood barriers at housing estates in places such as Hangfordshire and South Horizons, but these residents say they've no worries. It's comfortable. I think we could have continued to go to school. It's boring at home. This typhoon is really gentle. It doesn't feel like typhoon number eight. It's always so windy here on any other days. My Tai Chi class has been cancelled. Now I'm going for a walk. I wonder if the pool is still open at my clubhouse as I want to go for a swim. A number of coronavirus testing and specimen collection centres have been suspended today due to the typhoon signal number 8. Jimmy Choi has details. A number of groups may find themselves inconvenienced by the closures, including foreign domestic helpers, taxi drivers or the Thai community. Following a cluster of cases in Chim Sa Cho, a testing centre was set up in Kowloon City to take saliva samples from Thai people. Services are now postponed until noon tomorrow. Employers waiting for new foreign domestic helpers will experience a delay after dedicated testing services at Harbour Rose Sports Centre were suspended.
The government also shut more than a dozen testing centres throughout the city, as well as 11 centres that hand out self-testing kits to taxi and minibus drivers. Its hoped services will resume within two hours of the number eight being lowered. Civil servant unions have urged the government to offer training and clear guidelines to staff about a new oath which requires them to uphold the basic law and swear allegiance to the SAR. Staff who joined since July the 1st will have to make the declaration initially. The Federation of Civil Service Unions says public servants worry that they may accidentally break the law when they talk about government policies. The Hong Kong Chinese Civil Servants Association also wants the government to set out the punishment for breaking the oath. Li Kuai Yin, who heads the association, says the change is too hasty. It's very important to let them know the details clearly about all the regulations and the requirements. And also in the long run, the government has to provide adequate training for them to let them know that. What does it mean by supporting basic law and also to commit it with the government? We think that that is uh, very important to ensure that the civil servants know all the requirements and will not be mistakenly to violate the requirement of the government. Pro-establishment lawmaker Yinish Young has urged the chief executive Carrie Lam to roll out measures to help businesses without delay after she postponed her policy address. Other pro-Beijing figures, including Executive Councillor Ip Kwa Kim, have expressed surprise at Mrs Lam's decision to delay her speech, which had been due to take place tomorrow. But they've expressed hope that the CE's talk with, talks with state leaders in Beijing will result in more effective policies. Overseas, researchers in the United States have reported the country's first confirmed case of coronavirus reinfection. Writing in the journal Lancet Infectious Diseases, they say the 25-year-old man's symptoms were much more serious the second time around. Here's the BBC's James Gallagher. There have been more than 37 million cases of coronavirus and only a handful of proven reinfections. This patient in Nevada developed a cough in March and tested positive. He fully recovered and had two negative tests in May. But then he tested positive for COVID again. This time, his symptoms were more severe and he needed oxygen therapy in hospital. An analysis of the coronavirus's genetic code from each bout of COVID showed the patient did catch the virus twice. The researchers said people could not assume they were protected after an infection. President Trump has held his first election rally since testing positive for the coronavirus less than two weeks ago. He spoke for an hour to an enthusiastic and closely packed crowd in Florida, many of whom weren't wearing masks. It's great to be back in my home state, Florida, to make my official return to the campaign trail. I am so energized by your prayers and humbled by your support. We've had such incredible support. And here we are. It's, you know, here we are. <laughs> With three weeks until polling day, Mr. Trump's election rival, Joe Biden, remains ahead in the polls. He was addressing car workers in the state of Ohio, which Mr. Trump won in 2016. As a consequence of months of overwhelming, lying, misleading, irresponsible action on the part of Donald Trump, how many empty chairs are going to be around the dinner table tonight? because of their negligence. How many brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, uncles, aunts, moms, dads are gone 
Folks, we're so much better than this. President Trump's nominee for the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett, has told a Senate confirmation hearing that she'll approach cases based on the law, not her personal values. Mrs Barrett is a devout Roman Catholic and staunch conservative. Democrats have argued that her appointment would threaten the Obama-era Affordable Care Act, as well as workers' rights and access to abortion. But Mrs Barrett said she believed in the power of prayer and promised to be impartial. Courts have a vital responsibility to the rule of law, which is critical to a free society. But courts are not designed to solve every problem or right every wrong in our public life. The policy decisions and value judgments of government must be made by the political branches, elected by and accountable to the people. Republicans are trying to make sure Mrs Barrett is confirmed before the election. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has given details of new measures to tackle a sharp rising COVID-19 infections in England. There'll be a three-stage alert system ranging from medium to very high risk. In some areas, businesses such as pubs will have to close. He said inaction would be unforgivable. The bleak mathematics dictate that we would suffer not only an intolerable death toll from COVID, we would put such a huge strain on our NHS with an uncontrolled second spike that our doctors and nurses would be simply unable to devote themselves to other treatments for cancer, for heart disease and hundreds more. The opposition Labour leader Keir Starmer accused Mr Johnson of losing control of the battle against COVID-19. The American pharmaceutical giant Johnson & Johnson has temporarily stopped trials of a possible COVID-19 vaccine because one of the people taking part has fallen ill. The company said the unexplained sickness was being monitored by a safety board and its doctors. A senior government official in Belarus has said police have been authorised to use lethal force against anti-government protesters. Officials said more than 700 people were arrested on Sunday. Here's the BBC's Jonah Fisher. For two and a half months, Belarus's demonstrators have been demanding that Alexander Lukashenko step down. Each time they've taken to the streets, the protesters have run the risk of either being beaten up or dragged into a van. This afternoon, as a protest march of pensioners took place in Minsk, the Deputy Interior Minister said the demonstrations had become radicalised. Posting to a telegram channel, he said that security officials would now use riot control equipment and lethal weapons if necessary. The launched ever science expedition to the Arctic has completed its journey with the polar stern research vessel arriving back at its home port in Germany. The ship spent a year in the polar north, drifting with the sea ice to study the changing climate. Hundreds of scientists joined the vessel as it slowly moved through the Arctic. Dr Karin Astjan spent five months on board. We have still very limited knowledge about that part of the ocean. We know that the Arctic system is changing faster probably than any other region on Earth. And our lack of knowledge is hampering our ability to be able to predict and understand how these changes might be moving forward with the ongoing climate change. In finance, Hong Kong markets are closed all day because of the, the number eight storm signal. And in currencies, the US dollar is trading in 105.41 yen. The euro stands at one US dollar 17 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 10 cents. Sport now, here's Atom Chang. 
For the first time this season, fans are back watching Major League Baseball in a stadium. Over 10,000 people turn out for Game 1 of the National League Championship Series between the LA Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. The game was held in Texas, a state that has more relaxed laws around holding larger events with crowds. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts says he's happy to see fans in the seats after playing so many games behind closed doors. All players and managers feel the same that, you know, this industry was was uh, in a tough spot. And to see where we're at right now and, and you know, hopefully we get through this and have a World Series champion. It's a quite an accomplishment for everyone. Um, so I think that I, you know, I think that all players and coaches feel the same way. The Braves used a four-run ninth inning to beat the Dodgers 5-1. Earlier, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Houston Astros 4-2 in San Diego to take a 2-0 lead in the American League Championship Series. The baseball world is also remembering Joe Morgan, the Hall of Fame second baseman who died on Sunday at age 77. Morgan was a key part of the Big Red Machine, a dominant Cincinnati team that won back-to-back -back World Series titles in the mid-70s. Morgan was one of the smallest players on the team and was known for his speed and defense. He was a two-time National League MVP and five-time Gold Glove winner. West Ham United are against radical plans by Liverpool and Manchester United to reform the English football pyramid. According to the plans known as Project Big Picture, West Ham, along with Everton and Southampton, would be granted special status, along with the so-called Big Six. But the Hammers say they're very much against the idea. The BBC's James Gregg has the latest. Plans for radical reforms of the English game, known as Project Big Picture, have continued to split opinion. A source at West Ham United, the Premier League side, have told the BBC that they are very much against the plans by Liverpool and Manchester United, which would see the English top flight cut to 18 teams, with the EFL Cup and the Community Shield being scrapped. Other parts of the proposal would see the parachute payment scheme scrapped, while the EFL would see a £250 million rescue fund made immediately available and received 25% of all future TV deals. In boxing, the WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury says he's moved on from facing Deontay Wilder for a third time in December and will instead be going home to fight in the UK. Reports in the US suggested that the dates by which a third fight had to be agreed is now lapsed, but Wilder still hopes to find an agreement. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. A high-profile scientist says people with mild coronavirus symptoms should be forced to undergo a test. Hong Kong takes only a small hit from Storm Nanka, but many services are disrupted. And civil servants fear they could accidentally breach a new mandatory oath. The news from RGHK.
Can do anything that we. Really-